Well, good day, friends. Welcome to our uh, podcast on personal leadership. We're going to be doing a series on leadership here over the next several weeks as we've just seen that um, leadership is just a needed topic that many people have been responding uh, to our podcasts on leadership that we did previously months ago. Um, and so we just decided that we would take an extended period of time to talk about different aspects of leadership um, and how that's reflected in, in Jesus, how that's reflected in our own faith. Um, and so I'm joined here uh, with John Lewis. John, how are you doing today? Doing great, Brandon. Good to be with you as always. Yeah, good to be with you. And so looking forward to today's podcast on, on personal leadership, but that might be a new term um, for some of us, and we can, we'll get into that in a little bit. But John, why is this, other than the fact that we want to talk about personal leadership because people have been into it, why is it good to talk about this in this particular time of year? Yeah, well, at the time of this podcast, Brandon, it's the end of January, and January is the time where lots of people... Uh, look back on December and realize how much they ate, and so they decide that they're going to they're going to start dieting and exercising. If you hear of New Year's resolutions, it's the beginning of a new year. It's kind, it's a natural time for people to say, "Okay, if I'm going to reboot and think about what's important, how do I do that? How do I you know make some changes in a more intentional direction about our lives?" So I like to think I, I think of that as personal leadership, which is. Rather than telling you what to eat or you how to diet, start with myself. What do I need to do? So it's taking leadership in my life first. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start then. Like, John, how would you define yeah. um, personal leadership? Yeah. We've defined leadership before on our other podcasts, but you know, what, what is the nuance about this being personal leadership? Yeah. So let's go a little deeper. Good question. So we, we, I remember in different podcasts, we've talked about uh, leadership could be one one of many ways to describe leadership, but I think a helpful way for me has been is that leadership is is when is helping motivate and move other people towards a challenging and otherwise unnatural direction. If you're going in a natural direction, you don't need leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of it is 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 how do you motivate people and help move them on the way towards that? So personal leadership takes a step back from that, and rather than saying I got to get other people motivated and moved, <laughs> I'm, if I'm going to be out in front, I need to move myself. So personal leadership is the movement of myself uh, towards uh, a challenging and otherwise unnatural direction in my life. So what does that what does it mean for Jesus followers as it relates to personal? Well, right. Leadership? So right. So how are we different than just anybody else out there on this? You know, the be good to yourself market. <laughs> you know, the self help is that for us we have the power of the Holy Spirit, and this is again makes all the difference. In fact, personal leadership for a Jesus follower, Brandon, I think starts with I can't lead myself. I wasn't made to lead myself. Mm-hmm. I need. Christ to lead me. I'm a follower. He's leading. So how do we join up with Christ through the Holy Spirit and participate in the journey without relying on ourselves in it? And I know that that this this question for me, I'm a firstborn. I'm naturally kind of a type A person to step back and to say, yeah, my growth, leadership in my life and who I'm becoming, it's important. But I'm not the one in charge has been really important. So for me to have like over the years, a coach or a mentor as a visible, tangible, incarnated expression of I can't leave myself alone. Mm. So that's been super good. Having the spiritual practices would be another way of, again, it's not that I lead myself in the spiritual practices per se, but the practices are a place where I give the spirit room to lead and move me towards an unnatural direction in my life. You yeah. know? So, so anyway, for us, and you know, Carissa and I, we've made a practice 
uh, in January, often we'll get away for one overnight. This last uh, couple of weeks ago in January, we got away for a couple of nights. And we had a chance to look at our priorities and to step back and say, what is it that we are giving our life to? And in what rhythms and in what uh, time commitments? And that is a way in some ways for us to step back and say, how do we take personal leadership? You know, what's, what's my part going to be? What's her part going to be? In the past, I've also, you know, gone to a monastery in January and did, gone alone. And again, these times of revisiting my personal goals alongside the spirit of Christ, that has been just really uh, an important piece of, of my leadership, self-leadership journey over the decades. Yeah, that's good, John. And that's, you know, it sounds like that would be very good for your marriage, very good for different things to take that extended time away. But, you know, that kind of leads me to my next question of just, I mean, why does it matter so much? Why is personal leadership important for, for any individual, um, primarily those that, are, that, that follow Christ in faith? Why, why should we take this so seriously? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you could look at it just from the, the perspective of how many of our leaders, both inside the church and out, have fallen. Right. I mean, mm. in fact, you know, that who wants to follow somebody who has fallen, you know, who wants to follow somebody who has fallen away? So that's there's the, the cultural example. But I, I would go back, Brandon, to just the Jesus example. I mean, often we don't we don't highlight in our in our looking at Jesus as our example, the 30 years that he spent hidden and growing up in Nazareth and remembering that he was making choices like uh, other Jews alongside of him in those cities to be involved or not involved, you know, in the synagogue teachings, to be involved or not involved as a good son and and being uh, responsible in his own home and his workplace before he thought about saving the world and being the Messiah. So I think that's a significant thing. Then you look at his example you know, in the context of ministry with his disciples, he is not merely being a shepherd, so to speak, with others. He's also being a follower of his, a son of his father. He's mm. spending time alone. He's asking the father for direction. What are the priorities? And that took time away from doing the miracles and healing people is just staying in touch with the rhythms and the practices that allowed him to continue to be fresh alive and loving and the kind of, well, the kind of Messiah that he needed to be to, to save the world. So think about it, just all those efforts, the people that he chose to be with, there were so many intentional things woven into the rhythms of his life. And so he is kind of my hero in some ways, yeah. um, my starting example. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, it's a little interesting in this, you know, take, uh, but to think about, you know, I've heard the quote, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you what kind of person that you'll become. Well, I mean, what does it say about the company that Joseph, yeah. Jesus chose to keep um, with him? Well, exactly. Like this. A company that would have built him up, that would have nourished him, company that he knew if he picked 12 really oddball, <laughs> you know, <laughs> disciples, he knew, I mean, he was, that was going to shape him and, and force him to be patient and to grow, you know, I mean, so there's, uh, there's lots of, um, of, lots of realities of decisions that he made intentionally, not just for others, but also for his own journey, uh, because he was fully human. And I, I more and more, I guess the older I get, Brandon, the more I appreciate his continual journey in that, because it's very easy. You get to be 40, 50, 60. You get to be even just in a normal leadership role. It's easy to just think, I'm doing this for others, or I'm just going to coast. Uh, the, the continual attention to just letting Christ's spirit take leadership in my life and for me to grow is, is a constant uh, help, but it's a constant temptation to overlook it. 
So wait, you're saying this isn't a one-time event that I do on a retreat? <laughs> well, you know, you and I have been teaching the kingdom story. We've talked about this many times. How do we, every year we teach it, how do we let those same stories speak to us, shape us, and mold us, as opposed to saying, I've done that, I've taught this 20 times. I'm just, I'm giving it to others. I mean, no, it's an ongoing absolute ongoing journey for us yeah well you know uh, as you know john we're doing some work down in latin america we've been down there now for you know a couple six months or so really working with these folks to um, build a culture of discipleship and it's been fascinating because not only have we been working on the practical stuff with them but we've been working on their own heart journey their own yeah. discipleship um, journey in this and personal leadership has seemed to be something that's absent not for um not because they're just getting rid of it. It's just never been introduced to them. Um, you know, as you said, we, it seems like as leaders, we tend to lead others, but we right. forget that we need to, you know, lead ourselves. And some of the things that we've been doing, and it's been true in my own life, is creating our, the personal development plans yeah. with them. You know, a discipleship plan that helps to see them grow. It was something very much so that you implemented in my life when we met seven years ago, <laughs> you know, and you started discipling me was what are some areas you want to grow in goals and plans and to get, get there, there. Yeah. Yep. Um, laying out a plan. And that's, you know, we've entered, we've developed a lot of that over the last several years and now are giving it away down um, in Latin America. And just to hear some of the comments of some of these pastors that are blown away by some of the things mm -hmm. we're bringing, like time stewardship, mm -hmm. um, you know, managing your, your time well, <laughs> even leadership, you know, tactics. And they're just saying, I've been in the church or I've been in leadership for so long and nobody ever told me um, that managing my time was a big deal or right. that all of this time was God's time and maybe God expects that I steward it. Well, right, and you're touching, Brandon, on the whole the theological the idea that is God's time and and there's a total resonance of just the truth in that. There's also just this downright practical stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't have enough time to lead a church. I'm doing a job and da-da-da. And all of a sudden, by taking the time of some personal leadership, personal introspection, letting the Holy Spirit think about their time, they're going, oh my gosh, I got eight hours a week on my, on my social media. You know, so, so now I, can, I have a step to take some personal response and leadership to be, you know, to be a, an example and to be ahead of the game and to make some personal steps. It's been really fun to watch. Yeah, you know, it's been great it just, just to see the growth in them, the aha moments. But there's also a part that, that grieves me because I have a feeling, and I'm pretty sure and convicted in this, that personal leadership is something that's going to be that's needed all over the world. Well, it's, well, that's it. And so remember when we asked people to raise their hands, how many of the 24 pastors down in Latin America had actually ever been discipled? You know, and which would suggest that they would have had to have been in a process, Brandon, of saying, yes, I want to grow. Yes, I'm going to take personal leadership because someone has discipled them. Only two out of the 24 raised their hand. Yeah. And so you're right. I mean, with 80% of the pastors and the leaders around the world who have never had formal training, we, we just have to assume that a lot of people were drawn in either by their compassion for the lost and people that need, or I want the power, I want the position, mm -hmm. I want the prestige. Right. But the idea of tr going through the prerequisite of have you first become before you are leading others, you know, takes, it requires personal leadership, you know, in this way. So, yeah. Well, you know, John, you mentioned it earlier and just the, you know, personal leadership in your own life and being able to lean on a mentor, lean on somebody that was, that was helping lead you uh, along with the spirit of Christ. And you very much led me, you know, in this when we, our relationship started all those years ago and we're doing that now with Latin yeah. America. So my, my question is, is like, where does modeling and leadership come into play that helps us build this? Yeah. So I think, yeah, to take a step back, when you say the word modeling, we just have, I think we have to remember that 
that that that's I love the saying, Brandon. Uh, this one of the sayings is is that discipleship is not taught; it's caught. Mm. I remember in my my twenties hearing that, and the idea is, or you know, the the famous saying by I think it was a nineteenth century philosopher in America who said, uh, you know, hey, you, who you are is speaking so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. And mm. I remember just realizing, and it was this part of my young life uh, training, which was a youth ministry that I was a part of very directly in my twenties, is. That, that people don't know, they don't want to know what you know until they know that you care. They don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so there was this idea of modeling that got in, deeply embedded in me. And I, and I remember, uh, you know, reading the Gospels through that lens. I mean, how much of Jesus's ministry was not just his teachings or his classes, but modeling, living with his disciples in such a way that 24-7 they could watch him and spend time with him and, uh, and to look at what he was doing and to say, oh gosh, I want to be like him in every way, so I have to watch and be careful. And I, and I remember times you and I went to, to China, and I thought about that, you know, Brandon, like when we actually lived life 24-7, you know, those couple of weeks, you had a chance to get to know me in a way that you wouldn't have if we had just met in the office. Right, so how, right. so, I, I, so I, when I think about the people who have influenced me, there also have been people that I've seen and walked with them and watched their life and been motivated by that. And so, uh, and even like I would say parenting would be my another final example as I, when I think about discipling the kids, you know, that, that we had in our family, there are so many techniques and videos on how to discipline and how to do that. And, and I'm not putting any of that down, but I began to realize when I look back that the most important thing I could give to my kids was who I was. Mm. And uh, I remember my dad, one of my dad's saying growing up was, John, don't do what I do, do what I say. <laughs> that, was, that, uh, that was a funny story behind that. But all that to say is, and the flip side of that is actually kids, if, if you don't do what you ask your kids to do, they'll discount who you are and their respect for you. And so way more important than saying the right things to my kids was trying to live a life that was in some ways, with all my warts and mistakes, some way uh, inspirational for them. And so I would say 90% of parenting for me was, gosh, personal leadership, you know, an mm -hmm. example of our marriage. And so, so I think that modeling and all of that to me is just paramount as a leader, is that the personal leadership translates into the capacity to inspire and move others towards that challenging goal. Yeah, and no, I think that's good, John. It, you know, it might be even an uh, a window into the crisis of why we don't see more leaders is because we're trying to teach people how to be a leader rather than model how to be a leader. And there's not a lot of personal leadership um, that's being taken in our own lives. You know, we know the right things to say, but our, our lives living, living that. And, you know, I mean, I think that's what I would encourage any of, any of us that are listening to this, that if you want to be a, a person who wants to be a leader someday or, even if you're going to be a parent, you naturally are leading your children. That it, it starts with personal leadership. It starts with uh, with taking account of your an accounting of your own self, realizing where you want to go, mm -hmm. and and aligning that with where Jesus is calling you to yeah. to walk in, and and following His example as a prime model, yeah, um, and being empowered. Um, by his spirit. You know. And you know, Brandon, that may lead you, maybe not to 30 years, but that may lead you to a number of years of not having a great leadership position, right? Right. Simply just being in the journey of becoming. It's like rather than focusing on finding a spouse, become a spouse worth marrying. Right. <laughs> so, and it's, but it, that brings humility. That checks our motivation. Why is it that I want to be a leader? Is it because something in me that's happening I want to, you know, model? So, yeah. 
Yeah, and again, for those of us who are already in leadership positions, I think that for me too, Brandon, I would say is there is a subtle danger that comes in that role, and that is to, that the, that the the entire effort you know of our life can become on helping others and leading others, and they are the sheep that are lost, and I'm the shepherd that's found. It's really subtle. We would never say that or confess that, but it becomes part of the temptation, the stream of temptation, I think, for leaders who have been in this for a while. So whether you're brand new, whether you've been around for a while, I just think January is a great reminder, you know, as awkward as it is because we've been overeating during the holidays, but but the new year is a is a rhythm in our life that just reminds us who we are and who we're becoming is something that we can partner with Jesus in, in a way that's going to be essential for us, but also for those around who we would seek to help lead. Yeah, yeah, that's good. John, it's been a great conversation with you around uh, personal leadership, and I know that we could talk about this for quite a quite a long time in there. You know, for all those that are listening, if there's more that you want to hear or know, you know, about personal leadership, go ahead and send us an email and just let us know how you enjoyed this podcast. And even there, the resources that we mentioned are available. And, Send an email to us at info at thekingdomstory.org and we can and ask for those and we'll we'd be happy to to let you in on some of that. Um, you can even go to our website to just check some things out at, at thekingdomstory.org. Um, we'd love to build relationship with you and to have um, to have you come deeper into personal leadership and in your own ways of following Jesus deeper. Uh, John, is there any final words that you have for our? No, it's been great. Thanks for facilitating a good conversation. Yeah. Well, until our next. Uh, Um, topic on leadership. We hope you guys stay well and continue to find your place in God's story.